My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Okay, super exciting guest coming on today. You know, he's worked with, he's hired Alex Hermosi. He's also been uh, hired by Alex Hermosi to be a coach uh, in which he has tripled his, um, he tripled with his gym within three months, bought a second location and just freaking ran with it. So super excited. The guest I'm bringing on today is Will Taylor. I'll let him dive into that story with Alex Hermosi. But as of now, he's the CEO of Scaling with Media and He's also the host of Live um, Empowered with Will Taylor. So thanks so much for jumping on today. How's it going, Will? What's up? Thanks for having me, Brittany. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So excited. You know, I kind of mentioned a little bit of Alex Hermosi. I'm so pumped. Uh, but, you know, I, I figured it's probably best if you really dive into that story. Maybe tell a little bit of your background, where you started and how you got to where you are today, because I think it's very powerful. And I'd love for my listeners to, you know, hear hear a little bit about that and get to know you. Um, so yeah, I can do that. So I think like any of us, we don't get where we're going unless we do it on the backs and learning from other people. And so you have all of those cliche quotes of wise people learn from their mistakes, but really smart people learn from the mistakes of other. And I'm sure I butcher that, but you had mentioned I worked for, worked for Alex Ramosi and that kind of started with, I, my first entrepreneurial venture, I had graduated from college. I was an athlete that was no longer an athlete and was kind of looking for, what am I going to do? So I got the corporate job, made good money, had the company car, company truck, and then realized I'm not doing this for the next 40 years. So I quit. I left. I walked into a gym to actually join the gym, found out that the gym was for sale, and I ended up buying it within two months. So story for another day. But once I got into that, I realized that running a business was tough. You've got to market it. you got to have sales. you got to have systems. And I didn't know how to do any of that. And so at that time, this was about six years ago, uh, five, six years ago, uh, Alex Ramosi was just starting gym launch. And so I came in pretty early to that, hired him to help teach me how to grow a gym. And within six months, we had tripled the gym, bought a second location, bought a 12,000 square foot facility to grow into and had learned a ton. And that led me to being hired by Alex to actually be one of his coaches. So obviously you're listening to this to right now in end of 2022, 2023, Alex has become a really big name in the space because of what he's been able to do, scaling his name, scaling his business and his expertise. And so he was just as good back then as he is now in teaching people how to do it. And, and he did it with us. And so I, I learned with him, how do you actually market? How do you build a system? How do you use and leverage media today to go and do that? Which led us into actually selling one gym, shutting down the other during COVID, going completely online and realizing what you really can't do when you leverage media, leverage podcasts and go all over the world. So we went really quickly from owning a tiny little gym in a tiny town in Southern Utah, having a couple gyms, bigger gyms, then going completely online. We launched a podcast that at that time was called The Packed Method with my wife and I. 
And we went from about 100 members in a brick and mortar gym to just over 300 members in Korea, Germany, all over the world, South America, Canada, um, and realized that the online way of life was, was our way, which has led to a million other things in the last two years. But that's a really brief, <laughs> that's how we got here. That's how we got to, to this space. Absolutely amazing. Uh such a powerful story. And I know that we could talk about it for a long, a much longer time and really get into details, but uh, I'm happy that you hit all those major points uh, because it's super valuable. And I guess my question is, you know, based on where you are today, and I do want to talk about the podcast and how you guys leveraged online, but before we get into that, um, would you mind going ahead and telling us a bit about, you know, where you're at exactly right now and your major, your main focus within the business? Excellent. So in, in that experience, in that story, so I now live, I left Southern Utah. We live in Puerto Rico, moved to the beach. Takes me, I always kind of joke with people, especially in Utah right now, we're sitting here in November recording this, they're covered in snow and it takes me 22 seconds to walk to the beach. And so when you realize what you can do with the technology that we have today, you have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, podcasts, YouTube, when you have when you can add value to the marketplace, you can now leverage all of these tools. So where I'm at today is I founded an agency called Scaling with Media, where we help people with the strategy and execution of using those media sources to leverage their business and to grow their brand and increase their their exposure and their overall awareness. Because what it's done for me is allowed me to move from the mountains in the snow, live in Puerto Rico, have clients all over the world, sell great packages, make a good living and be 27 seconds from the beach. So that's what I'm doing right now is helping mostly service-based businesses scale their message, get in front of the right people using the different media tools that we have at our, our fingertips right now. This is incredible. What a dream life, really. Like being able to work from wherever and having that flexibility, having that freedom, who doesn't want that? So thanks for sharing, you know, um, with the podcast, when did you start it and what was your intentions behind it? And tell me a little bit about how you leveraged it with your, your online business back, back when you yeah, started, so when we, I know it was a little while ago. When we leveraged that business. So I've, I've had two podcasts that I would call a success. So one of them is the packed podcast the packed method with my wife. And then the next one is the one that is just launching called live empowered. But if we really go back to our first dive into the packed method podcast, we lived in a tiny town. Um, we had about a hundred members of our gym. We lived in Cedar city, Utah. So if any of you are familiar with Southern Utah, it's a pretty small town and nobody knew who we are. We didn't have big followings. We didn't have a bunch of people following us what we were doing. And so we knew if we wanted to get clients, get out of running the gym day to day and be able to one day have that freedom that you were talking about to leave, to travel, to move different places and not be tied down to the brick and mortar location. We had people had to know who we were and it had to be way bigger than our town. 
we got pretty good at running ads. And within two weeks, everybody in the whole town knew who we were and knew what our offer was. And so we leveraged the podcast to, I would say, do two things. One, get out in front of more people. And two, educate them and be authentic and help them get to know us because the, the space is crowded. There's a lot of crowded spaces in there, especially if you sell any kind of service, coaching, consulting, there are more and more options. And I think there's going to just be more people that come into the marketplace, but people want to buy from people that they trust and they're going to have to listen to their content. And we don't have time to go in and sit down for three, four, five hours and everybody that's going to buy something from us. But when you go out and create content, particularly longer form content in a podcast, what we realized is the people that would listen to one, two episodes and liked it would go binge watch the rest. And then when I got on a sales call or a consultation call with them, it wasn't a sales call. I didn't have to convince them that we had the credibility or the system that was actually going to help them get their goals. I just got to be a human being and I got to connect with them because they had already made the decision based off of the content that they had watched that we were credible sources and could help them fill the gap that they, they made the call for. So I think those are the two big things. One is just overall awareness and then two, building the, the trust that we all want so that we don't have to feel like we're selling souls when we're we're trying to sell our products and services. Love it. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is just, you know, that trust is a huge factor. Trust and building that relationship, you know, it's wonderful with the podcast that even so many people come on my interview talk about, you know, I asked them about client acquisition. They're like, it's funny because um, I think a lot of my people come from the podcast, but I don't realize that until later down the road when they're like, oh, I've been listening to you for two years now. And, you know, it's it's truly a way to build trust even when you haven't, or for potential clients, future clients. So it's it's crazy. And just building that credibility and authority and being consistent and how, how that can change everything. So I think so too. I think one thing you said that's really important is consistency. Like no one can be consistent. That's probably why most of us don't hit the goals that we have. And if I take it back to my gym days and the health and fitness days, it's not that hard to get super shredded and lean. It just takes consistency in the gym and consistency eating the right amount of food for a lot longer than most people can do it for, right? And so if you do those things and then you take it to the business example, when people see you've got a podcast and you've launched it and you're consistently providing value, that that puts you in a different category of person. They know you're going to do the work. They know you're going to show up every day because you're doing it already. They can see it in your backlog, in your library. And then when the content's actually good and you can talk about it and you're intelligent and you're credible, then you're, then you're, you're there. You've made it. Absolutely. Love it. So tell me a bit about your coaching and what are some of your favorite things about coaching and what are some of your, um, biggest dislikes about coaching in 2022? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so I've been around the horn in the coaching industry, especially in the <laughs> online space. Um, mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of money on coaches and different programs. I think I, I know a lot of the bigger names in the space. And I think one of my dislikes is there are systems that can help you grow but you still have to be able to coach people. And I look at consulting and coaching this way. Coaching is actually helping the human in a one-on-one -on -one form identify the next thing that they need to move the needle according to the goals that they have. Consulting is providing a system that most people can follow, 
walk through the steps A to Z or one to 10, and then you can kind of coach on top of that. I think too many people are selling coaching as consulting or a system when it's not really coaching. When there's no one-on-one attention, there's no individualization or personalization to one, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Why do you have the goals that you have? And then what is the next step for you to get there? Because some people are already at step six. They don't need to go through one, two, three, four, five. They just need to go from six to 10. And so I think there's a lot of people out there with the growth of high ticket, the ability to just leverage media and be everywhere that are selling things that are not really coaching or not really consulting and they convolute the two and then people get burned um, and don't really, don't really progress. Um, So I think that's my biggest dislike. My likes are we have the ability. Um, I'm here in Puerto Rico. You're where you're at. We can talk, we can connect over email. We can jump on for 20 minutes and provide value for ourselves, learn and grow. And so I think even in that with some of the dis the distaste of it, there's a ton of opportunity out there and a ton of really cool connections. And it's been cool. As I said, we were in a small town and there were awesome people in that small town, but I look at my network now and I have friends from all over the world that I can call, I can jump on a Zoom with, I can make a meeting with that are just so diverse and can provide a lot of different perspectives for me on how to think about my business, how to think about my life, my relationships, my health. And that, that is really cool. I think we have the ability to grow faster than we ever have. Absolutely. Uh, it's incredible what you're doing and the fact that you can do it from wherever you are and grow globally and just keep leveraging. Love it. I love what you're doing. Uh, you know, I also about coaching, you know, there you're so right. There's so many programs out there that, you, you buy into it, but you don't get that one-on-one attention. You know, you buy into it. Here's the stuff to do, but there's no guidance and there's no one working with you along the way. And that's one thing I hate about coaching today. Um, because that's a lot of, you know, I asked this question here and there on interviews and a lot of them are like, you know, I, I don't like when people buy into a program and then they're kind of left on their own to figure it out. But another one I kept noticing uh, that's getting brought up is the fact that, um, you know, someone will buy into your program and they think their problems will be solved, but they're not putting in the work. You know, they're not actually working on their, they're not staying consistent. They're not working on themselves. They're not changing anything. And they expect it to be completely different and their problems to be solved, but they're not putting in any of the effort. Right. So it's nice to just ask and see what the different, uh, ideas are in regards to coaching in 2022. <laughs> yeah, it's super interesting. I think I was just talking to um, a business partner of mine. And that's one of the things we were talking about is because we were really talking about guys that are killing it. So if we look at Alex Ramosi, his growth over the yeah. last year and a half on, on podcasting, YouTube and his social efforts, and then, and then several other people, we all want that, right? Like a lot of us are like, man, if I could grow, if I could be in front of that many people, but we don't realize the the required effort that is that has to be put in to make those things happen and all of the the inputs that go into it you know and i think that's that's a key point for just all of us to remember as entrepreneurs is it's not about grinding it's not about hustling working 24/7 however there is effort required to reach these goals and time like effort over time is the number one thing that will move the needle for us and most of us stop putting in the effort when we don't see the result fast enough. And then probably another distaste to the coaching, to your point, 
is then we blame the coaches. You know, it's like, yeah. I've hired the coach. And instead of looking at the two or three things that you did pay them for that really moved the needle, we look at, well, they told me in 60, 90 days that I was going to be a millionaire and I'm not. And so that means everything's broke. I can't build an online business. I can't build a presence. This podcasting thing is stupid. I'm never making content again. It's like, you've been doing it for 60, 90 days. And that coach probably shouldn't have sold you that you would have made X amount of money in 60 days because only 2% of his clients actually do. But yeah. you got to stay in the game because if you stay in the game, you'll you'll win eventually. And you just got to keep learning. And that's something I've had to tell myself is because I've been I've been that guy, right? You go drop 15, 20 grand on a program and you don't get exactly what you thought you were going to get out of it. And you just got to take what you, you learn from it and keep going because you're going to win some and lose some. And that that includes when you're on both sides of the game. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think it's a lot to do with delayed gratification and people expect results right away, but they're, you know, those results come after a long time of consistency and hard work ethic. And, um, I just, a lot of people just want instant gratification and it doesn't work that way. Right. So not all the time, but, uh, like you said, fail forward, you know, and a lot of people get discouraged just by, you know, a couple of things going wrong or over and over failing, but that's just how we grow. And that's, I think the most successful people have failed the most times, but got up and kept moving. So, um, yeah, that's huge. So tell me, Will, a little bit about, um, a little bit more about the podcast. Do you monetize it at the moment? And if you do, how do you go about doing it? Currently not monetizing the podcast itself. So purely using it as a lead generation and educational tool, but not getting sponsors or currently monetized. How do you go about um, using it as a lead generation? Um, what's your, like, what's your client acquisition? Like, tell me a bit about that. So a lot of it for us is I just believe in the space that's getting more and more crowded. If you give away more value and educate people in an authentic way, then your sales become easier and you get more leads. And so we drive a lot of people using TikTok, Reels, Instagram, YouTube shorts as kind of that initial awareness and then yeah. push them in longer form content on YouTube channels and our podcasts. So that that way, if we can get their attention on the front end, and then we can get them to listen to us for longer than five minutes, usually they either tend to say, I don't like these guys and I'm not, not in for what they're selling. Or if they do, then they can book a call with us and we take it from there. Amazing. Now, with your podcast, do you do a little bit of solos, a little bit of interviews or more so one or the other? So a little bit of both. So we'll do some interviewing um, and then sometimes I'll go on solo or my business partner will jump on and we'll kind of rant or rave on what we feel like people will listen to. Absolutely. And with the people you bring on for interviews, are they clients that you have now or had worked with them in the past or what kind of people are you bringing on for the interviews? So it depends. So sometimes we'll have past clients if they've got really good stories, interesting things to share. And then sometimes other credible people in the space. So people that we feel like will add value to the listeners that on top of what we can do or just stuff we don't know about, don't feel comfortable talking about, we'll bring people on. Love it. Yeah. Interesting. And how do you go about finding that, that amazing, credible, um, credible person as a guest? I know there's Facebook groups and stuff like that. Do you have a certain way you go about finding these people? Do you personally 
reach out to them or how do you go about doing that? So a lot of it is personal reach outs. Like we've got, I've got a system where I'll reach out to people and say, Hey, this is why I think you could be on our show. This is how I think you can provide benefit. Um, and then referrals, like just using our, my own network of people has been kept it pretty full. Do you find it like almost a snowball effect once you have those, uh, credible people on your podcast, you know, and then they refer people to you and then they have their referrals in their network, almost like a dominoes effect. Hey. Yeah, for sure. I think that's how I got on this one because I think one of my friends referred me. And so then some, now I'm here. Love it. Well, I'm super happy you're here. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I do have a couple other questions. I know we, this is a short episode. Uh, we always have short episodes, but I just want to make sure we hit a few spots still. Uh, tell me a bit about, you know, mentorship. I know that you obviously have have worked with a lot of um, great people like Alex himself, and um, I'm sure several others. For the people listening today, is there any mentor inspiration that you can kind of talk about before before we jump off? Yeah, as in like trying to give my own advice, is that what you're asking? Your advice or anything that you have been told that maybe has changed everything for you? Got it. Got it. I think I'll, I'll kind of build off of my previous comment of extending the horizon that you have for success. I think so many of us on that instant gratification right now are looking for, if I just take media, I want this many likes, this many subscribers, this many downloads, this many listens as fast as possible. And I think those goals are good to set and to go use the, the best tactics you know how to, to grow your grow your presence, grow your show and grow your business. Same thing goes with revenue goals. But if you really look at what are the processes that are going to help me achieve those outcomes and then really focus on the process and not have a time horizon of when they're going to do it. You use the results as parameters to see if what you're doing is working. But for most of us, I'm convinced in the, in the entrepreneurial growth space right now, we probably just haven't been doing it long enough. Um, and we're not we're not adjusting quick enough. And we're not staying in the game long enough. I see too many people quitting. And I, I think right now, the, the guys and the girls that we see really winning are the ones that have just been in it long enough and don't believe in overnight successes because I've watched some of the overnight successes. If we you know, take example of people that I've worked with and mentored in the past, like it took them 10 years to get it going. You know, I think Alex on his podcast recently said he did it for five years before anybody listens. And now he's like number three in the world. And so just keep going. And that's something I have to remind myself of, you know, you, you kind of get surrounded by people that are killing it and you have imposter and self-doubt syndrome of like, well, who am I? I'm starting podcast number two. If I would have just stayed with number one, I'd probably be farther ahead, but you just got to start. You got to keep going and, and stay in the game. Absolutely. And I think so many of us just take a look at the successful people and, you know, we don't see the, the struggles that they've been through. We don't, they, a lot of people don't talk about, um, the challenges along the way and how many times they've fallen down and had to start over again, or, you know, keep pushing through. And I think it's so important just to remember like these people who are successful have gone through all of this and more. So just keep going. Right. So. Yep. hundred percent. So will another question in regards to um, your podcast as of now, I know you're starting your new one up and running right away again, but um, any, any pain points with, 
with the podcast still today. I know a lot of our listeners are either they have a podcast or maybe they're thinking about starting one. And I just want to see if there's any similar pain points or challenges that you still struggle with possibly today. I think monetization of the actual podcast is one that um, I've struggled with. We haven't been able to jump that hurdle, but getting the the podcast to make money in and of itself, not just the back end lead generation and revenue of the business that it's built for. Yeah. And tell me a bit about what you would have to change or possibly some of the new challenges that would come up, say, if you wanted to double your profit and revenue, say within a year, can you think of any new challenges or maybe some stuff that you might would have to change in order for that to happen? Cool. And are we talking about the the podcast itself or the business in general? The business. I think, I think as you grow building the team, keeping profit margins pretty solid, right? You want to make sure that your, your margin is going to stay healthy while also growing a team to fulfill well. I'm in, I'm in service-based industries. And so I just came out of being the CEO of an e-com company where we, we've got our own challenges of keeping margin there. But essentially, you've got this is my product cost. This is how much it takes to ship. And this is my net margin on a product. And I've got X amount of people that can pretty much run that to this run rate. Well, in the service-based business, you got to keep fulfillment very high because if fulfillment drops, you're going to have dissatisfaction and people are going to fall off. And so I think I look at if I want to grow and I want to double my business, how do I ensure that I keep margin healthy and make sure I get the right people in the right seats to to fulfill at a high level? Yeah, I, I think it's outsourcing and, you know, making sure the people that are in the right positions as you're hiring, growing your team, putting the people in the correct positions um, that can get the job done effectively and, and really keep growing your business. So love that. Well, I want to thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure having you on today. Well, honestly, um, so much value that you added to my show. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. So I much appreciate you taking the time out of your day for um, a quick interview with my with myself and my listeners. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, before we jump off, if anyone's looking to connect with you and your services, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach you? Awesome. So you can find me at Will Taylor Jr. on pretty much every platform and then scalingwithmedia.com. If you are interested in building your business and growing your brand through using social media and the different tools that we have there, go to scalingwithmedia.com and we'll help you out. Amazing. Thanks so much again, Will. And group, if you're listening and then you betcha group, if you're listening and enjoy, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur, entrepreneur or hire and want to come on just like our amazing Will did today to share your story, talk about your business and your podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you guys. Catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.